I'll tell you, Max, I don't know why I ever leave this place. I've got all the company I need right here. Hello! Hello! How are you? How are you? I asked you first. I asked you I first. Asked you first. Oh, that's really mature. Oh, that's really exactly mature. What I exactly say. what I say. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. All right, fine. I'm not talking to you anymore. In fact, I'm going to whisper so that by the time my voice reverberates off the walls and gets back to me, I won't be able to hear it. You're an idiot. Dude, there were so many crackers in my mouth. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier than you. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Best day, big boy, huh? That's bright. Everybody on? Good. Great. Bahu Fores, Dahu Dores, welcome Christmas. Come this way. This is Facing Off. I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Gabe. Ho, 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 bitches. Whoa, dude. Just matching the tone of the movies, dude. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way, and we compare, contrast, and rate them, and we're doing The Grinch and Bad Santa, and they, they're pretty foul-mouthed, so... yeah. Ho, 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 bitches. Uh, ho, 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 bitches. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Are you excited for Christmas? Uh, I am. I am going to eat. That's pretty much it. We're going to Ju- Julie's sister's place and excluding all of the old people uh, just in case. And uh, Julie's sister That's has uh, what appears to be a 50-course meal lined up for the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I'm going to come back oh, sh- straight up ballooned, baby. Yeah, dude, you're gonna be a fat piece of. I'm gonna be shit. A, I guess I'm gonna yeah. be a, a fully engorged puffer fish. Well, I I wish you a merry Christmas, and I wish Thank our you, audience a merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Christmas movies and a happy huh? Chinooka too. Yeah, which is over. Happy, which is over. I realize this. Chinooka. Yeah. I don't know what Chinooka is, <laughs> but happy Chinooka because they told me so. <laughs> kind of sounds like a snack. Chinooka. It does sound like, like a peanut snack. peanut Man, butter. I Chinooka. wonder what his response is to this because like normally he would just be on like Jimmy Fallon the next week yeah. and like laugh about it. But does he even have anything to promote? No, he he doesn't. He's on cameo saying happy Chinooka to people. That doesn't have anything to promote. It's dude, just the fact that he knows what cameo is and doesn't know what his... Hanukkah is, <laughs> is great. That is just wonder if he calls it cameo. All right, so what are our uh, what are our movies today, Gabriel? We are doing How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action version with Jim Carrey versus Bad Santa, starring the incomparable Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, it's a scruffy. What are these movies about? It's a scruffy Nick? looking nerf uh, nerf herder. Um, kind of. Okay, uh, I have some synopses written. I asked you what the movies were, but I already knew it. It was a loaded question. Oh. Um, <clears throat> you ready for this? Loaded potatoes. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. 
Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. Willie, the emotionally damaged alcoholic mall Santa, would agree, Christmas sucks, so why not drink so much that you can't control your pee? The Grinch and Willie each hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now please don't ask why, no one quite knows the reason. It could be that their heads weren't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that their shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that their hearts were each two sizes too small. So the Grinch thought his bad thoughts and hatched his bad plots to steal Christmas from the Who's, the whole Who lot. Willie, in a boozy stupor, followed a similar line. With his elf partner in crime, he'll crack the mall safe and steal Christmas one last time. But now, hold on, one Whoville second hark. As we know from TV, each anti-hero must have an arc. And for the Grinch and Willie, the optimism of a wayward child works like a charm to teach them that their self-imposed isolation does nothing but harm. The Grinch learns Christmas is not about presents. What a relief. Willie cracks the safe as two-timed by an elf and then shot in the back eight times by the police. The Grinch's heart grows three sizes, we learn, as he embraces the camaraderie of Christmas in turn. Willie, putting aside his bad Santa past, grows to love Christmas and his weird new family at last. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Very. Started to laugh in the middle because I remembered that I wrote that shot in the back eight times by the police (laughs) line. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Remember that that happens and it's really, really Uh, dark. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Just those are movies. But the way that he turns it in the end into a way that benefits him is fucking hilarious. It is great. And uh, those are two movies. They're about two curmudgeons in the same vein as uh, Scrooge, um, who yeah, two, uh, don't, like, don't like Christmas all that much. Yeah. But then they do. people that are down from society who decide yeah. to steal on Christmas but find some kind of cr- Christmas-like love or heart mm-hmm. to, uh, because of to the kind of uh yeah because of the the hope and and uh naivete of a child yeah beautifully said yeah. um yeah let's break down these movies figure out which one we liked more based on our s- super arbitrary categories uh we use a rating scale on each of these five categories of one to seven one being poor like fucking lump of coal in your uh stocking uh four being average like i I don't know getting like a pair of socks which is pretty awesome when you get older but uh Mm -hmm. socks are like an average present it's basically when you are lazy and that's what i bought uh both my brother and sister-in-law uh and then a seven would be amazing it'd be like a new snowboard a new car uh a new house uh a new set of friends that would be a great present. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> can you geez. buy those? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> can you send me a link? Uh, I'm kind of losing my mind. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Let's break them down with our comedy categories. So let's start, Nicholas, with Spectac, Hilarity, where we talk about how engaging the movies were, but also how well balanced the comedy was and if there were any lulls or if we were laughing all the way through in our merry little ways. Um, right. I'm not as good at these like Christmas no like terms because I'm no. just I'm a Jew and I don't care yeah, about yeah. Christmas. Yeah, your improv is off a little bit. 
it's definitely off. Um, let's start <laughs> it's okay. with spectacularity and let's let's start with the Grinch. Yeah. Uh, I I watch this every Christmas. Do you? Yeah, I this is like one of the only ones that I watch every Christmas. Yeah, same. It gets me every time. Yeah. And like, what's amazing about it is there's a new adult joke every time I watch it. I feel like. Absolutely. Or at least I, oh, maybe I just remember the adult joke I noticed from the year before because it's been a whole year since I saw it. But have you seen the uh, have you seen the clip where uh, they someone <laughs> explains why <laughs> why the uh, the Grinch's adoptive uh, parents are putting keys in a jar? No, but I, I that was my first like understanding of putting keys in a jar to not like drink and drive yeah that's not what they're doing it's like a swinger thing (laughs) oh fuck yeah yeah let's go naughty whoville you just kind of shuffle them up and then whoever's keys you draw out of the jar that's that's who you go home with baby oh fuck yeah yeah damn dude the grinch be naughty grinch's parents down and each of the whoville citizens but especially the grinch has an absolute certifiable dump truck ass yeah it's true it's probably got a hog they got got big rumps dude beautiful (laughs) beautiful town talking about roast beast sex uh yeah sex fueled uh, fucking Christmas people. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Sex-fueled, button-nosed Christmas people. Wow, I didn't know that, but that's such a... I mean, that's, like, one thing I love about the Grinch is it's that so funny. every single time you notice something new. Yeah, like, it's just really funny, and though. there's so... there. I don't want to talk about too much before we get into others, but uh, I'm in between a five and a six in spectacularity. I am pretty consistently laughing the whole way through. Um... I read a review of the Grinch that was like talking about how it's tough to get through. Like, dude, the reviews are scathing and it's so, it's so odd. And I was like, is it really tough for adults to get through the Grinch? Like, please email us. If you're like, so pleasant and enjoyable. Yeah. If you're like vehemently opposed to watching this movie, let us know. Cause I just don't know anyone that feels that way. Yeah. I mean, I, and I can't, I can't see it. I just can't see it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, one thing, it's short, and the story moves really fast. So it's like, it's not boring at any point. No. I'm also like, I am pretty biased because I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, just like you are. And, yeah. you know, anytime I see Jim Carrey just going off in a movie, and it, I would say in this one, he's going off more than the typical Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. It's so entertaining. And I think every single scene in this movie is pretty funny. There's never really a lost moment. Even the, like, Christmas song moments that might lose me are still played for laughs. There's, like, little things that they insert to make it funny. Um, yeah, I did not know until this watch that Ron Howard made this movie yeah. and that blew my mind. Uh, what a fucking like move by Ron Howard. Yeah. Just like so bizarre. And I also just Such completely forgot that Anthony Hopkins was the, yep. <laughs> the narrator. Was the narrator. And, did his, uh, did his takes all in one day because he's a consummate professional. Wait, he did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I need to show you this video of, of uh, Anthony Hopkins fucking around. Um, like taking like selfie videos during quarantine and he's just the goofiest <laughs> person. He's so weird. 
he's exactly like me, like the weird faces and, and noises I'll make to the mirror. He's just doing that all day, every day in his big ass mansion, wherever that is. That's amazing. Um, but I don't know. I, there are moments that I laugh so hard every single time. Like the scene where he's fucking with the male um, and he's like, jury duty, jury duty, eviction notice, pink slip. Yeah. Like I, I, I die of laughter. You quote it the all scenes, the time. Anytime he interacts with the narrate the narration, like and like stops it, or like the moment when he rhymes, he's like, "But how?" And he's like, "I mean, uh, what way?" Uh, like it, it, all the like the meta the meta comedy in this movie is so great. Um, I also like I don't know why it kills me, but every time I watch the scene where he goes into the mayor's house and the mayor is like having a dream a fantasy dream about uh christine baranski's character oh yeah (laughs) and he's like fucking with him and like doing the voice i i don't know why but it always makes me laugh so i gave it a six i honestly like this is one of the only christmas movies i'll watch every time and i think it's just nonstop silly um i'm gonna also give it a six i'm doing it yeah and I think the adult humor makes me like it more each time I watch. Yeah. So, like that, There's that's... not a whole lot that takes me out of the movie, which is what so many of the reviews seem to indicate was that there was something I, that's taking them out of it. And I was like, what is it? I don't get it. It's it's so bizarre, man. We'll get to I mean, it. I guess uh, it's weird looking. Would, I mean, I got more to say, but let's talk about Bad Santa. Yeah, let's talk about Bad Santa. I'm... I'm going to be pretty strong about this. I fucking love Bad Santa, and I can understand if you do not like the movie Bad Santa because it's too raunchy for you. But this movie tickles my funny bone so much more than a lot of comedies. And, I mean, the opening monologue of this movie is absolutely incredible. And within five minutes, the main character pukes in an alleyway and pisses himself. Yeah. That's fucking that's movies, dude. That's cinema. <laughs> dude. I fucking love it. I I also just like here's my question. I could get if you don't like raunchy humor. That's fine. But what is quote unquote bad about this movie? Because I don't think anything is bad. I mean, it's not poorly made, it's not poorly written, it's not poorly acted. It's it's exactly what the movie intends to be and if you find this kind of depraved humor funny which i do it is it's so enjoyable to watch um i don't know i want to hear from you about yours but i wanted to there's like a few scenes i want to highlight that just every single time like put me on the floor six a six? I was close to giving it a seven i I think this is one of the funniest movies i've ever seen dude I so this is my thing. I, I'm gonna go four or five, okay. And I'm leaning toward five. Like I wrote five, I could go to four. That's the right answer. There are some tonal. See, when you're saying uh, you said um, it, it Dude. it's exactly what it it's like says it is, or you said something like that, or it, it's exactly yeah. This movie is exactly what it's trying to be. I don't know if it fully is. There are some tonal abnormalities that just don't fully line up. Like, it's funny. The end is endearing. The kid is endearing. Um, Dude, the kid is absolutely He's so funny. It's optimistic at the end, but it is 
why would anyone drop me on my, my head? head. <laughs> Dude, Are like, you fucking with me? What? Uh, drop you sorry, on your own continue. head? It's just so brutally depressing sometimes. Dude, I, I just think you can't take this movie but seriously. There's a, but there's, a, there's an issue with that, though, in that there's just some, like, weird... <laughs> there's just some weird scenes that you're like... I just couldn't help on this rewatch. And I do. I'm going to give it a five. I do think okay. it's funny. It's funny all the way through. There are so many parts that I think are funny. I, <laughs> I do watch it pretty much every Christmas at some point. Yeah. Um, I just don't. There are some scenes that are played for laughs. And on this rewatch, I was like, this is not funny. I think if you're not sitting, like, if you're watching it and... You're not sitting with someone like like me. I I would I was dying of laughter the whole way through. I had to keep pausing the movie because I was laughing so hard. And I've seen this like a million times. I think it's just it, like I could imagine being in the wrong mood and watching this movie and being like, oh, my God, this is so dark. I mean, he's like pissing himself. He's talking about his dad putting out cigarettes on his neck. Like it's depraved, but it is. So funny, and I guarantee, like, Billy Bob Thornton is playing the character, like, I guarantee you, Billy Bob Thornton was dying reading the script, but was just like, I could fucking nail it. He was actually drunk in several scenes, apparently. Was he? I mean, I could believe, his acting is unbelievable in this, it's so good. Let's continue, I have more to say, Yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to blow my load in this category. Oh, I, I mean, but I, I want to, like, highlight certain scenes that, like, absolutely floor me every time, like, the, yeah. the Holly Jaw every... I actually think music is really effectively used in this movie. They show, yeah, I think so. they'll basically play like a famous Christmas song and then they will just like shit on it essentially by put it, pairing it with these like really disturbing things. Like there's the alarm clock uh, when he's like super drunk in Florida or whatever. That's like the Holly Jolly Christmas one. And he's just like smashing it <laughs> and throwing the the bottles at it. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. Um, I don't know why I sent this to you, but Every time I watch this movie, I have to keep rewinding the scene when it's like that beautiful like morning music and he has his head in the refrigerator and the kid runs it. He's like, Santa! And he like smashes his head on the shelf. He's like, what the fuck, kid? Scared the shit out of me. And then he's talking to him about being named Thurman Merman. It's like report card. Your name is Thurman Merman. Um, Dude, Thurman the Merman. part when they box is so... Oh, my God. The, you, the the scene that got me this time was when he's playing checkers with the kid. Oh, yeah. And it seems like the kid doesn't know what he's doing. And he's like, are you going to make a move? And then the kid fucking gets all of his pieces. He's like, king me. And then he like throws it across the room. I don't know, man. It's a six for me because I'm just like dying of laughter the whole time. Okay. I could, I could point out almost any scene that kills me. But, uh, yeah, let's move on. Um. What's next? Let's talk about actoring. Good. Okay. Let's keep on Bad Santa so we can continue this yeah. conversation. So, like, talk about um, their performances, but also, like, how the writers and directors help them. Because I think that's kind of important with comedies and especially these type of comedies. I think... And, like, the, the appropriate casting. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that Billy Bob Thornton is appropriately casted, and I think that his character is written well. What I have a problem with is Billy Bob Thornton's acting in this. Oh, interesting. I think that he toes, he doesn't toe the line between depressing alcoholic, like like true 
true, like, honest to goodness, this man is inches from cirrhosis. His next door neighbor is cirrhosis, and and they're knocking at the door, dude, trying to get some sugar. He is so close to dying of alcohol poisoning in every scene. Literally, is like, I always forget about this scene, but there's a scene where he's literally trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Yes. It's so dark. It's so dark. But it's fucking hilarious. The, the, the thing that cuts him out of that scene is seeing the kid's, like, bloody, or, uh, like, bl- uh, purple eye. He's like, what the fuck happened to your face? And then well, he gives him a reason to live. And see, that's why I think yeah. the writing and the directing is what's saving this movie. Because oh, okay. if you have Billy Bob Thornton doing this without decent writing and good directing and cuts like that, to, to like, oh, yeah, like, he saw the kid and he was inspired to beat up the bullies because he, you know, he likes the kid a lot. That yeah. makes sense. I think that Billy Bob Thornton is too, like, like the character is just... his role? Yeah, I think, he, I think he might be. Like, it's a very, it's a very good performance as a man who is, is knocking on death's door. And... It's not played that way. Like Lauren Graham is in there just like riding his shaft, dude. Just loving him. Just fuck no Santa, issues. Fuck me, Santa, fuck me, yeah. No, no, uh, but that's not even the issue. Like that one, she just met him. She wants to bang Santa. He's yeah, a good looking guy. He's and, like sweet and like hangs out yeah, with him. Yeah, she the like time. hangs out with him and he's literally yeah. he's moments I mean, I from being explored. moments from being yeah. unconscious. And she's like, yeah. aw. No, dude. I mean, he I has wish a they explored it a little bit more, but she clearly has like father issues and stuff, and they kind of allude to that in certain scenes. Yeah, but it's just like don't think too hard about this movie, Nick. It's like I do. I couldn't help movie. it this time. That's the problem. Is he makes you? He made me think too hard about it because he's too good at being. He's too good at acting. It's too believable. How pathetic and deeply. Disturbed. So you're giving this, this a is. seven. I'm gonna give it a. I'm giving it a four. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I, the kid is I... hilarious, and Bernie Mac is the goat. Dude, Bernie That's Mac is so say. great. Um, and Mac, also the way John he... Ritter. Yes. Oh my God. The the mall manager. Every <laughs> scene between him and John Ritter is just like. I I legitimately think John Ritter should have been nominated for like a Golden Globe or something for this. It's so good. It's his last film role too. Oh really? And wow, dude, the scene when Bernie Mac keeps saying like, "Yeah, Santa's fucking her in the ass," and like, and, and like John Ritter's like facial expressions are so good, and like the way he like spells out shit. He's like s h i t. Dude, he's it's so great. But I will tell you why this movie gets a five for me and above average, and that's because this movie has Academy Award winning Octavia Spencer saying the line, "Screw you and your kinky ass." Last time I didn't ship straight for a week. That's Octavia. This movie has an Academy Award. Actually, has two Academy Award winning actors in it, including Billy Bob, uh, saying just the most heinous shit. And I love that, and that, like, goes to the writing, which, I mean, you talked about. But um, I don't know, like, Billy Bob Thornton, even though you're saying, like, it's almost too believable with the way that he is presenting being an alcoholic, that's fine. But his, what I love so much about his performance in this 
that is just so funny to me, like on a Jim Carrey-esque level, is his reactions to other people around him. Yes. Like to yeah. the kid. It Like how angry he gets when the kid – the way that the kid asks questions and stuff and the way that he slowly gets angry is so much like being hungover that – I mean he must have been hungover on those days. But also his interactions with Tony Cox, uh, his like partner in crime, the L, yeah. are – Absolutely hilarious. Tony Cox just gets better and better as the movie goes on, especially when you get him paired up against Bernie Mac. Yeah. Um, when they're like yelling at each other, uh, I I mean, I, I die of laughter. Dude, I forgot that is so... Bernie Mac just dies a horrific sudden death in this. Yeah, I always forget about like the plot line in the movie, which I, I kind of want to talk about in originality, is like kind of creative in the fact that I just completely forget where the story goes every time I watch this. And I, I see this every single Christmas. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. I do. I do want to shout out. There's one character, the AJ, uh, Naidu is the guy who's like at the bar. Who's like, I am not gay. Uh, and like, just like attacks him in the parking lot is <laughs> just an incredible, like heat check performance just comes in, it's so random to the story. Literally yeah. has nothing to do with anything. Um, and it's a hilarious moment. I, I just think all the actors are really, really funny in this. And it's kind of awesome that this director brought together Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, and John Ritter, and Lauren Graham, like, while she was doing Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just incredible. Along with Tony Cox. So I'm giving it above average. I'm going to give it average, not... That's fair. Because they're not what bad the performances, Grinch? just have a real problem with Lauren Graham being totally okay with this man, who is just It, it is not an okay. unbelievable character, but just because they give her so much to do. Oh, I also, uh, Cloris Leachman, I think it's Cloris Leachman, plays the grandma, or it's someone that looks like Cloris Leachman. She plays an old lady in everything, but... Uh, it's because she's an old lady. Yeah, but she's been an old lady for like 30 years, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that lady is fucking hilarious. Gotta make too. a living. Oh, you're home. I'll go fix you some sandwiches. Fix uh, you some sandwiches. What the fuck <clears throat> is up with you and fixing sandwiches? How many sandwiches Anyways. do you want? I don't know. Whatever. A normal amount. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, How much exactly. lettuce do you want? <laughs> dude, the way he like kind of laughs at that part is great, too. All right, let's talk about actoring with uh, uh, the Grinch. Dude, <clears throat> this, is, this is my seven category. You're going to give us seven? Yeah, dude. Oh, I love that. I don't think you can be I don't think you can be funnier than Jim Carrey is in this movie. I don't think you could be giving a hundred percent to the character of the Grinch more than Jim Carrey is giving a hundred percent to this character. It's just yeah. it's just iconic to me. I mean, you're given like the source material is the Grinch isn't even green in the original book that Dr. Seuss wrote. He doesn't have, you know, he's just like a curmudgeon. And then you've got oh, the cartoon really? Grinch, who's just deep voice Orson Welles making, you know, cartoon funny faces. Yeah. And then you just have this. Wait, he's not green in the book? No, I mean, probably reprints and stuff. Originally, he's oh, not, okay. no. Um, okay. But like, dude, I just don't think you could do any better than Jim Carrey is in this. And I have no qualms with any of the other actors. Taylor Momsen is great. Is that the girl? That's the girl. Yeah. Who plays Cindy. Yeah. She's, she's now the lead singer. I don't think she's like at the level 
of the kid in Bad Santa. No. Um, but she has to do more. Like, that kid just has to look funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's got to, like, yeah, say things in this weird matter-of-fact tone. And, like, he's yeah. he pulls that off. She's, like, legitimately, you know, the, the second-build character. And she's great. Yeah. I mean, for kid actor, kid performances, she's singing... I kind of wish that, like, so I also think Jeffrey Tambor is really funny in this movie yes. as yep. uh, the mayor. But I, I just kind of wish the other characters were more interesting to me. Like, you know, like, it, that's so ridiculous to say about, like, a family Christmas The movie, movie is called How like, the Grinch Stole Christmas, not know, How the and, Grinch and, Stole and, Christmas and, from all the interesting people in Whoville. <laughs> but they show these other people in Whoville, and, like, I don't know, they could have been funnier, like... Christine Baranski, great fits. I mean, her fucking fits are fire, dude. But she, I don't like, and she's a great actress. I mean, she's like really big in the the Good Wife or the the Good Fight, or I think it's the Good Fight that she's in. I think it's the um, Wife Fight. The Good it's Wife. The wife. Fight. Wa- yeah, the Wife Good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. J- Jim Carrey is fucking hilarious. I mean, this is an inc- iconic performance, as you said. He just goes balls to the wall in every single scene that y- it must have been because he had to sit in a chair for like hours every morning getting all that makeup put on him. I don't know if you've ever seen um, videos of it, but like it takes a really long time to do his makeup and to do anyone's makeup when it's that crazy. Um, yeah, so IMDb, said, IMDb said that this movie has more people in more makeup than any movie. And it says yeah, it, it almost just like that, ridiculous. where it's very much doesn't seem like an actual fact. So I don't think that it's sometimes yeah. the trivia and IMDb is just like someone wrote it and they're like, oh, I feel like I'm going to get away with this. this. Has it's like when you put something on Wikipedia and it doesn't get changed. These actors um, are so... I also like... <laughs> He so he was nominated for a Golden Globe for best comedy, but he didn't win, and he lost to George Clooney in Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which is like fine, sure, but dude, like how can you beat? How can you watch this movie for anyone that doesn't like this movie? How can you watch any of the scenes with him and his dog or him with Cindy and not just die of laughter? It's, I mean, he's he's so funny in this. I feel like the critique um, that, that we would get if someone was here disagreeing with us, and they are not because everyone else is a coward. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, the critique would probably be it's too Jim Carrey-y. And it's like... Yeah, I could see that. And yeah. I think like a lot of people that... I, my mom's one of those people that's like, I don't like Jim Carrey movies because he's too mean-spirited. And I'm like, shut up. That's his shtick, oh, dude. <laughs> He's the I, Grinch. His name yeah. is synonymous with mean. No, and I think this one. Is, I don't think she would say that about this movie because okay. it's like That's right. For, it's more like Bruce Almighty or something. Like if you really look at Bruce yeah. in Bruce Almighty, it's like it's pretty dark and like he tries to fight with like free will and stuff. Anyways, I gave it a five. I mean, I gave it the same as Bad Santa, and that's just because I, I don't think like outside of Jim Carrey. Actually, you know, I'm going to give it a six because Jim Carrey brings it up to a six. It's it's incredible acting. It's it's up there. I mean, I like other Jim Carrey movies a little bit more. And if I went with another movie where he's this insane in it, I would yeah. go with The Mask. But like, he's he pulls this movie up, and it's kind of cool that he does it in a Ron Howard movie. Like Ron Howard isn't like a famous comedic director. Yeah. Um. 
And so that's great. So I'll give it a six. Let's move on to originality. Okay, perfect. Uh, Let's stay on the Grinch. Uh, originality. Yeah. How original is the movie? Did it need to be made? Does it age well? Yeah. All those questions being asked and right now yeah. being answered. So the Grinch. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I was actually uncertain if we were going to start with the category when you Well, we it. aren't. I'm just going to be but, doing uh, rhyming couplets okay. for the rest of the episode. Uh the, the Grinch st- sticks to the source material and also somehow finds a way to uh, dude I just think that this movie really toes cuz The Grinch is my favorite my favorite Christmas shit dude just my favorite Christmas shit and yeah cuz you're you are a Grinch not really no you're more optimistic uh, I'm a Grinch yeah The Grinch toes that line between honoring the source material using it you know, they, they keep the song from the Orson Welles version. They have Jim Carrey sing parts of the song. Like, they just do everything well that the previous iterations did, and then they build on it in a way that I think is meaningful and original. They find ways to translate cartoon facial expressions to Jim Carrey's facial expressions. Like, mm. it's not super original. The way his, like, mouth, like, turns yeah. up when he has... They like, find the mouth. ways to, like honor those things and be iconic but you know also kind of lend more to the not to the story because it is essentially the same storyline but to the sort of i don't know mythos of the grinch i'm I'm thinking of like the benedict cumberbatch version just watched that a couple weeks ago i don't think it adds anything changes too much doesn't honor the source material and in the end it just falls short this movie doesn't do that Hmm. I can't give it a really high score because it doesn't like, you know, it's not actually original, but I really think that it needed to be made. So I'm between a four yeah. and a five. So I, I was hovering actually at first, I was at like a three at first because it is so close to the source material. But what you said is really true. And I actually was thinking more like where this movie really stands out and where it comes alive as this live action thing comes in the visuals. And I actually think Ron Howard killed it with the visuals. And I, it's not even just like the little faces and stuff he does or the world they build around, but there's just like little comedic elements to this that I really like, like the little trumpet or the, the little, uh, yeah, the little trumpeter inside the trombone or whatever that instrument is. That comes out. I think that's funny. Like um, the the Christmas light Gatling gun was like so kind of funny with yeah. uh, Christine Baranski. The dirty socks like running away. Like basically the whole production design of the Grinch's room and like parts of the town is fascinating. Um, I also think like one thing that is so creative about this movie that makes me want to push it up to a five out of seven, like uh, a, a above average, is that it really inputs the adult humor so effectively yeah. into this child story. And the best way to compare it is if you look at the Mike Myers uh, Cat in the Hat movie, which did not effectively do that. Disclaimer. I think that disclaimer, hilarious. Don't look at the Mike Myers <laughs> Cat in the Hat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch it. Um, I think it's really funny. Like it really works for me, but it really did not work for a lot of people. And there's a part where he literally looks at a gardening tool and says, 
dirty little hoe. I'm sorry. I love you, baby. And it's like, dude, do not put that in this movie. There's like, there's definitely a line. There's a part where he has like a knife and he's like threatening someone. It's disturbing. But anyways, (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I, I do agree with you that it needs to be made. And I think where, where it goes beyond the source material is really clever. And that comes in the comedy and that comes in the visual. Yeah, you get to explore so, a Dr. Seuss world in in a, in a live action movie in a way that hadn't yeah. been done before, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. this came out in 2000. And, like, it was pretty. Oh, yeah. Had there been another Dr. Seuss movie? I don't think so. Action? I think there's only been two and it's the these Yeah, two. Cat in the Hat. Live and, action. Yeah, Grinch, right? Yeah, because they made the Lorax, but uh, not live action. Danny DeVito, but not live action. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Can um, you imagine right. a live action Lorax with Danny DeVito as the Lorax? Though? Yes, I can imagine it, and I badly need it. I'm just gonna bask in this image for a little while. So, I would love that. There's a lot of Doctor <laughs> Seuss stuff that dude. could be. Uh, oh, dude! Imagine made. just like a tan, just just so like. Sort of, I want like it to a be burnt, like when, a burnt orange, Dan, furry Danny DeVito. No, you know what it would be like. It's in, in that episode of It's Always Sunny where he has the like white hair and he's in the art gallery. Oh yeah, but I, I forget who he's making fun of. But, uh, but burnt orange and it, with like a, a button nose. Yeah, yeah, but it would be like burnt orange, like he is when he's like roasting when <laughs> he loses rum ham in the Jersey Shore episode. Anyways, uh, oh. all right. Did you? Are you going to move up to a five? Or are you going to stick with a four? I'm going to stay at a four, four out of seven. I, I'm going to okay. go four. Okay. Um, let's talk about the originality of Bad Santa. This is this is interesting because nothing about Bad Santa is ultra creative. It doesn't, you know. It, it, when you watch it as a movie, it doesn't like stand out like the Grinch does no, with this whole no. world building. But this is like, I don't think we had ever had like an anti-Christmas type movie like this. That in the end is very much a straightforward Christmas movie. It's like, it is, it is. It's like a trumped up Scrooge Grinch type of story, uh, you know, with a redemption. But it's like actively shitting on Christmas, even though it's using all these Christmas elements, which I think is really clever. And I, and I talked about it earlier, but like. The use of Christmas music in this movie is so creative and funny, but I also like, I just think this movie is such a big fuck you to the Christmas movie like season and also to like American malls. I mean, this is, it's such a good critique of American malls. Um, I I think, um, there's something about for, for me and I was, and I was talking about this earlier, there's something about watching like dirty disgusting depraved people that brings me such joy and it's a reason why i love watching it's always sunny in philadelphia and it's it's so it's like clever to me it's unique in its own way because it just sheds light on these type of pathetic people that you would never normally want to shed light on and i think what i like about it is it makes me feel better about my day like I used to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on like Sundays if I was ever hungover because it just made me feel like I wasn't worthless. And I think that's like the way to view Bad Santa 
for me, you know, I don't get depressed when I watch it because I'm like, oh, wow, my life is really put together. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but I also like this. The plot of this movie is actually a little bit more clever than I, you know. Yeah, it's got a little heist movie kind of baked in there, dude. It's what a fucking hilarious idea that there's this mall Santa and he uses like his his little person friend who fucking who's like plays his elf and they rob malls. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the way that they do it, it's kind of like it's not like this incredible masterpiece of a film, even though I kind of think it's a comedic masterpiece. But like, it's not this like incredible movie. And, you know, like, the Coen brothers produced it, and, like, they could have made it into something crazy, like one of their movies. It's not. It's simple. But I think every little detail in it is pretty meticulously done. And I'm giving it a four. Like, I'm giving it an average. But, like, inside, because I got to be objective. But inside, you know, I would want to give it higher because I actually think that this stands out. There's no other Christmas movie that's like this. Or comedy, for that matter. There are definitely comedies like this. Like name, name thirteen. Put me on the spot like that. Name um, okay. Name twelve of them. I'm just 12. kidding. But no, no, no. I, I there are definitely more comedies like it. I I think this story. I mean, it is really depraved, and I fucking love that. <clears throat> yes, I I surprised you went four. I, I went five. I mean, this is a, this oh, is an original. This is an original screenplay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that the, uh, isn't it? No, it is. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm making noises because I'm debating uh, between a four and a five. So, I mean, my reason for going five is, like you said, there aren't any other Christmas movies like this one. It is unique. I don't see my, I keep coming back to this. I don't think that it makes a bold enough choice to either be really dark and about a man overcoming his alcoholism and history of abuse. It doesn't make that choice. It also doesn't make the choice to be more slapstick funny. It just like kind of sits in this, like that would have bumped it to six or seven for me. It sits in this like really funny sort of middle ground between those two. And I think that it needs to be made. So because it's an original screenplay, because I think it needs to be made, I go five. If it were six or seven, I would like a bold choice because this is essentially, you know, Scrooge, the Grinch, yeah, Willie from Bad Santa. And Willie from Bad Santa is for sure third on that list after the Grinch and Scrooge. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... I actually have the opposite opinion about like where where it goes in terms of tone because I think that this could have been made into a drama. I could for sure see this movie as a really an even darker take but like a redemption story and they could turn it into a drama. I don't think that would work. I think that the, I I could see someone making it and I could see it getting really bad reviews. I could also I also don't think this movie should be slapsticky. And what's so funny, like the the humor in it is so unique because it's like, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, should I be laughing at this? Yeah. is such a funny question to ask when you're watching a comedy movie. Because like some people are provocateurs, you know, like they want to make movies like that. Yeah. So, I mean, for that reason, I'm actually going to bump it up to a five 
just because I mean, I mean, I think that's such a creative way to do comedy and, and it's kind of bold and fresh and stands out. I like that. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to a category that we love to do with comedies because, you know, not every movie needs to be super rewatchable. Not every movie needs to be super quotable, but certainly big comedies should. And especially ones that you, you know, there's so many Christmas movies to watch during December that you kind of have to like pick out what you're going to watch. So let's talk about the quotability or the rewatchability of these two movies. Um, let's start with Bad Santa. Uh, it's funny. I, I probably just have a wildly different take than you. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it made me sad to watch this time. I... <laughs> Don't want to watch an alcoholic almost die. I feel like you need to just self-reflect because I think you see too much in this movie. Dude, come on. Nick, you got a problem, dude. Dude, his eyes are closing and he's like passing out and Lauren Graham's like, oh, just yeah. talking to him as if he looks normal. He doesn't look normal, dude. He's, he's inches from death. He is. It's really funny to pair that with the scene when he's like passing out and the kid is asking him a million questions and it's like. A sequence of him being in different rooms of the house, drinking more and more. The kid is still asking him questions. Yeah, and he looks like he's like passed out, and the kid's like asking him about sandwiches, and he's like, <laughs> and he's in bed. Is, the fuck is up with you and sandwiches? Yeah, <laughs> I just Anyways, keep you on. Uh, I'm going four. I don't need to watch this okay. every Christmas. There are parts of it that I quote. The scene that comes to mind is the drop me on my head. That scene is so. <laughs> funny dude and i could quote that all day but uh, there's not much else that i quote or that i need to rewatch Uri christmas it's just too sad yeah i think this is just like more of a personal thing for me like i have to be pretty subjective about the quotability slash rewatchability i obviously not being of christian faith and of a christian background like don't watch a lot of christmas movies so i really when this movie came along and my cousin showed it to me like I laughed so hard and I make it, I, I don't always watch Christmas movies every Christmas. I mean, like I want to like elf and home alone are great, but I try to make a case to watch this every year and same with the Grinch, but I, I just love it. I, there are some lines that I quote often that fucking kill me. Like everything that's said by that guy that berates him in the parking lot has been quoted by other people too. Like calling someone an ass clown yeah. is is very quotable, but when he's like, who's the bitch now, Santa Claus? <laughs> um, or, uh, dude, the part that fucking kills me with the kid is when he gets beat up and he goes to him and he tells him the story about his dad, how when he got beat up as a kid, he went to his dad and his dad beat the shit out of him. And he's like, you know why? And the kid just goes, because he went to the bathroom on mommy's dishes? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? What? No. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> uh, the fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa thing is is pretty uh, big. Um, a lot of lines by Tony Cox always kill me. Like, when whenever they argue, there's like that one scene where he's like, you can't drink worse shit. He's like, I, I weigh 92 pounds, you dick. Uh, uh, there's a really good line I didn't even notice until this time uh, was when he goes uh, the kid is like wishing for something for Christmas he's like well wish in one hand and shit in the other see whichever one fills up first (laughs) I want to say that when I have a kid I'm going to say that to him 
Or the okay, one one last one that I always laugh at is uh, when the woman walks up to him when he's in the mall and he's eating that salad. Oh. I'm on my fucking lunch break, and this fucking lettuce salad is like coming just, out of his ugh, mouth. He's eating it like such a gross bastard. Oh, just incredible, elf fucker. I'm giving it a five. I I mean, it's not the most quotable slash rewatchable comedy. But I do rewatch it every single year, so it's got to be above average. Would you and, go with uh, five? A five out of seven. Okay, yeah. that's fair. So hey, I'm being fair. I I think personally, I would love to give this movie all sevens. I just think it is a perfect comedy, and that's why we did I, this because I mean, in a perfect world, I would give The Grinch all sevens as well. Because for Same. me, The Grinch is a seven in this category, but for oh, it's others, a it's a five. So I'm going to say it's five. Okay. For me, I watch The Grinch every year. I make a point of it. It is the only Christmas movie that I require every year. I have to watch it. I just I have to do it. It's my favorite Christmas story, favorite Christmas movie. I prefer the original, not the original, but I prefer the, the cartoon. Um, but I end up watching this one because it's always available. And the story and the music are all my favorite Christmas movie, or like Christmas lines and Christmas songs. Um. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going five. I quote it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I rewatch it and and quote it all the time. I mean, it, this if I had to go with like a traditional Christmas movie, not an anti Christmas movie, I I would say The Grinch is my favorite, along with uh, Christmas Story. Um, there's something about Christmas Story that I always loved. That mm. was like the one you know traditional one that I would always watch. But yeah, I mean, it's fucking hilarious a lot of people quote it all the time the i'm an idiot you're an idiot uh echo um this time i was laughing at a lot of the stuff that he says to max his dog yeah. like when he throws the stick and he's like ha, ha, that's no stick i'm smarter and he's <laughs> just like so fucking proud of himself um the a couple of the adult lines like got me this time around that i like i didn't notice the Kids today, so desensitized by movies and television. Um, you were, I think you were talking about it earlier, but the everything he says when he's going over his schedule of what he needs to do, where he's like, 4 p.m., wallow in self-pity. Yeah, wrestle and, with uh, my self-loathing. Yeah, 6 p.m., dinner with I'm myself. booked! I can't cancel that again. <laughs> of course, if I bump yeah. the loathing to 9, I could still be done in time to lay into bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness, but what would I wear? <laughs> so, so good uh the bleeding hearts of the world unite it's uh, because i'm green isn't it is a line i didn't notice until this watch i and the taxi same, passes i him. noticed that and that yeah that's uh the the racial uh yeah a, a little racial joke in this movie um yeah the jury duty jury duty um yeah, dude, I'm giving it a five as well. I mean, I, I was kind of close to giving it a six. I, I don't think I quote it as often as I thought I did. And I was like trying to like think of like lines, you know, like I wrote down like six or seven lines, but I rewatch it every year. But yeah. same with Bad Santa. So you went five? Yeah, I went with a five. All right. Uh, let's finish off. What is the lasting legacy of these movies? Uh, how were they received? Which will be an interesting What point. an interesting category for this. I, so or interesting. interesting and I was not expecting that. Uh, and then, like, how has it aged over time since it is, you know, these are two comedies and sometimes comedies age horrendously. Um, Nick, did you know 
Until b- before doing this podcast, did you know that people did not enjoy The Grinch when it came out? Because I just learned that. I did not. I mean, no. I guess I, I guess I knew that it wasn't as well received as I receive it. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was just actively shat upon. I thought it was something that everyone watches every Christmas. I also just don't know how you could have walked out of the theater and been like, fuck Ron Howard and Jim Carrey. Like, what a fucking piece of shit. Like, the movie is exactly what it's trying to be, but it's so funny. Like, it's so unique. And I can't imagine, like, the critical response. Like, it got a 46 on Metacritic, which is really, really bad. Yeah. And it got a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, critics walking out of that movie and being like mad at it it's like did you not see the production design the makeup the what they brought to the story i i just don't understand how you could walk out of it and be like this was awful it's not like the love guru or anything. no it like makes like, a bunch of stylistic choices that make sense that that are memorable i just don't understand I, what, what blew me away is i you know you google it you look up the rotten tomatoes you know, critic score, you're like, okay, well, critics didn't like it. And then I absolutely expected to click on it, see the audience score be much higher. It's not. It's no. like two percentage points higher. It's like 6.2 on IMDb yeah. is so is shockingly low. For a movie like The Grinch, that makes no sense. And then it's like a 56%, like a rotten or a spilled popcorn, I guess, is the logo on Rotten Tomatoes for audience. Like, how did you... Who walks out of that movie? I mean, what I really want to know is, like, why people didn't like it. But the other part of it is, like, I've always... I know there's a lot of people like this, and my mom is one of them. But, like, I cannot get it through my head how anyone cannot like Jim Carrey. And I, I just love Jim Carrey movies. Well, and I, I just... Yeah. It, it's because it's... I can't... I can't think... I've been programmed that way. Well, I just know? think that this is just such a... It's just such a good way of using his brand of comedy because he's the Grinch. Like he made, he makes the Grinch. He works perfectly as that role. He does everything. I think that he needs to, to make him a dislikable, but also hilarious character who you do like and you, who is endearing because he's not a bad person. He just fucking hates the shit out of Christmas. And and when I look at the critics and, and looked at the reviews, most of them, at least on like a cursory look, they, they they talk about the aesthetic of the whole thing, which I feel like we're talking about as being a, a I po- love the aesthetic, a positive. It's like, and what, yeah, I don't understand how critics always love Tim Burton movies, but didn't like the aesthetic of this movie. I thought it was like more interesting, more clever. Like I like I said, there's a lot of little visual elements that are just clever. Like that I I couldn't see another director thinking of putting in there. It w- and it's weird to get from Ron Howard. I'm not saying that Ron Howard's not like a funny person in real life. I bet he's super goofy. But like it was shocking to get from the guy who had just made a beautiful mind and movies like that. Um, but still, this movie did get nominated for three Oscars and it won an Oscar for makeup. Uh, and it's still a beloved Christmas movie now. It's like, but I went into this podcast thinking 
that I was going to give it a seven because I was like, oh, this is like one of the top Christmas movies. But now I have to give it a five, like a, a slightly above average because it just it wasn't that well received. And now I wonder, you know, if if people really love it that much, I don't think or they do. Just like, I know, went I don't four so because I think that we might fill like just a specific type of person that this is their favorite traditional Christmas well, I, movie. I know a lot of like Kevin Rose, my friend, like he, he absolutely loves this movie, watches it every year. I know a lot of people that'll watch the Grinch every single year. Friend and there's the enough Jim Carrey fans that always yeah. do that. And it won an Oscar that I just, I have to give it above average. Like I have to give a five out of uh, seven. I did win an least. Oscar. Okay. Well, I went four because apparently even with the Oscar, I feel like it deserves a four based on what I read about how people like it. But anyways, but yeah, it's they're stupid. To, to turn to Bad Santa, this is one where I was like, oh, people hate Bad Santa. I have to be super objective here. But guess what? Bad Santa has better reviews across the board than The Grinch. And that is shocking to me. Yeah. I personally love it, but I just couldn't see the average person loving it. This movie got has a 7.0 on IMDb, which which would have made sense for The Grinch, although I think it'd be like closer to 8 with how, with how I thought people loved it. It got a 70 on Metacritic. A 70. Yeah. That's really good. Metacritic is super harsh. Uh, a 79%... From the critics, from Rotten Tomatoes, and 75% from audiences. Um, it also made like $76 million, which is shocking to me. Um, because I can imagine this movie coming out around Christmas time and no family wanting to see it. Because Christmas is a great time for movies. Or like seeing it on accident the because the title is pretty innocuous. Yeah, exactly. You might, uh, I don't know, if you saw the poster, you'd be like... No, I can't take my kid to see Dude. it. But again, as I said in originality, like no Christmas movie had been this depraved. So it just like it kind of came out of nowhere. Dude, you but know I, what? It's talking about depraved that I just I just like saw my note on this and just started like kind of dry heaving a little bit. Yeah. But like talk about aesthetic issues. Like I am so much more disturbed and turned off by the aesthetic choices. Someone pissing themselves. And bad set. Well, not just that, dude. Would, would the scene that, especially this year, I was like, oh my God, no, is where, dude, where he's just like halfway intoxicated. So, like, normal person blacked out. And yeah. he's Santa. And he's in the mall. Kid comes, sits on his lap, straight sneezes chocolate chocolate all over him all over him and he's already grimy so he's grimy there's snot and chocolate dried into his beard and mustache and face and then thurman merman comes and he's just covered in snot yeah and everyone is just like that's santa go on charlie tell him what you want for Christmas. Well, I mean, that's what I love about it's this movie so is gross. it's such a like critique on the way like that the having a mall Santa is a weird thing yeah. that we had normalized and they're also treated like shit and they're paid like shit and they're really depressed and I kind of love that. I I do have to say the legacy is personally really high for me because I I just love this movie and I love it more and more every time. Um a lot of things 
just wouldn't fly in today's movies. And, you know, it's on purpose because he's supposed to be a piece of shit. But there's, like, a scene where he's, like, kind of close to, like, statutory rape with a girl in the mall and a pinball machine. There's, like, they say the F word a lot. And by F word, I mean the uh, gay slur. Uh, there's some... There's some racial shit, although the racial shit is pretty funny in this because they're like, they u- they're using it to their advantage or whatever to get to like keep oh, their yeah. jobs or whatever, yeah. and how they're fucking with him. But there's a scene when uh, John Ritter's character, uh, the mall manager, is like trying to describe what kind of person Tony Cox is, yeah. and it is so uncomfortable. But it's yeah. it's great comedy. Um, but there's a lot that doesn't like age great, but it, even though it's purposeful, uh, interesting enough though, they did create a sequel to this movie and it looked really bad. I'm not going to watch it cause I think it's just going to ruin bad Santa. It will. Me. It is so bad. Yeah. I, I just, I, it, you could just tell, you know, <laughs> like the dumb and dumber sequel and like Zoolander sequel. I just, when I saw the trailer, I was like, no. I, I mean, when it. you make a sequel 13 years after a pretty routine comedy, outside of the fact that it's a Christmas comedy, you, so, you're probably just capitalizing on that cat. Well, trying to make a Billy small Bob amount of Thornton, cash. But Billy Bob Thornton looks the same that he did then. It would work. But the kid being like older, mm-hmm. I was just like, nah, I'm not going to be into this. Um, he's, whereas like he, Dumb and Dumber is really weird. Like when you see how old they are, it just does not work. And no. Jeff Daniels goes from, he becomes this like prestigious drama actor and goes back to it. So anyways, I mean, I, I still gave it a four. <laughs> I, I give it an average because to be fair to myself, this movie is like a six or seven legacy because I, I just love it more and more. But and it did really well, and it was received really well. So I have to be objective, but it's kind of average. You know, I wouldn't say everyone that I know has seen Bad Santa or would want to see Bad Santa. You know, so what would you give it? I went six for Bad Santa. Yeah. Oh fuck! All right, all right. I'm gonna give it a five. Then. <laughs> I just think that because it was so well received, like. I, I, I still think like over time it just it hasn't aged because it doesn't age well. I yeah. mean, it didn't age well for you. I I'm surprised you're giving it a six because like personally for you it like it made you feel awful. I was just so ta- I mean, I still like it. I just so taken yeah. aback by the the like. I feel like you're afraid to tell me that you didn't enjoy it. No, I feel like you want me not to to <laughs> like it, but I do like Bad it Santa. It is like I'm being possessive over a movie that. Yeah, really not you're getting even one of weird my... about it, man. <laughs> I went six hey, because right, it just... I will take this movie on the weekends. Okay, I I'll split it. So yeah, okay, we'll we'll split it. <laughs> it's so critically appreciated. I was like, maybe I'm. Maybe it's a six. I don't care. It's still, it's like it's I have our final seven score. for me. And legacy is like kind of tough because like it's got to be like really, really well received. But I, it is, it's it's better than average. So I, I would give it a five, which means I think I gave it like more than four in every single category. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the score is very, very close. It is a fifty for Bad Santa out of seventy-five. Pretty good, and a fifty-three. For the Grinch. Oh, wait, out of 70. Sorry. 53. Wow, a three-point difference? Yeah. I was not expecting that. All right, yeah. No, I think that's a really that's fair it. score for either one. Yeah, um, I think so too. I like yeah. this. We did good. 
We did Who's the MVP, man. friend? Oh, yeah. I think Christmas and Corporate America really won both of these. Yeah, because in the end, the character that that be that doesn't like capitalism is just like oh, fine. Yeah, let's do like it. Maybe they have a point. People <laughs> care a lot about superficial gifts and stuff. And Bring like, out the tinsel. Let's just do this thing. Yeah. Cha ching, cha ching, yeah. cha ching. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's say that. All right. LVP. Um. I'll- Loneliness and hate definitely lost these two movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's really an LVP because no no one or like a, a person who is like the least valuable player. Because uh, The mayor know, like, of Whoville. Oh, Mayors. Yeah, he does political fucking... leaders. Least he valuable players. Hard. He does. Publicly dude. cucked. Publicly cucked. By a, and it's like, by I, a green I didn't man. mention this. I kind of wanted to bring down uh, actoring. Because, like, Christine Baranski's character is so poorly written that it's just basically, like, it's kind of like Lauren Graham where you're just supposed to, like, believe that this person she just has the, hots the, Grinch for the Grinch just because she says it. Yeah. It, but it is funny <laughs> when she's, like, the muscles. The uh, muscles. Yeah. All right. Who's your sixth man uh, person who did the most with the least amount of time? I think you, I think you got it. Dude, it has to be AJ I think right. I think you're right. That guy is so fun. He's in a couple other movies. Oh, he's in uh, Office Space. He's one of the uh, main guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like one of the three in Office Space. But, dude, when he just walks up out of nowhere and he's like, I am not gay. And he's like, dude, are you off your meds or something? And he goes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's a weird scene. It's it's so strange. Uh <laughs> It's so funny when he looks across the bar and there's the guy that's just staring at him. I don't know who was working on the script and was like, all right, I have an idea. We have the whole story, but can I just insert this random part? But I think it's so that the kid... It's the it's so the kid like inserts himself into Santa's life and then he inserts himself into the kid's like home. And... I shouldn't have used that word because that, that word insert could have gone a yeah. really poor way. Anyways, um, do you have a comeback player of the year, like a performance that grew on you over time? Um, I think uh, Taylor Momsen, Cindy. Oh, that's good. I really you mean th- over time, like you. Like actually, that. every time I watch this, I'm like, you know what? She's crushing it. I wish that as an adult, she didn't have so many issues. She'd be. Oh, I she didn't could know have been a great. Oh, she aired them out. She's just like really hardcore. She's like in like an emo band and and yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, she's a, she's an interesting individual. Okay, I very talented, Tony very Cox. talented individual. I put Tony Cox because in Bad Santa, like the character turn, the twist with him in the end is actually kind of shocking when you're watching it. When mm-hmm. he fully turns on Willie and when uh, and Bernie Mac, yeah, and he, I just think his character gets funnier and funnier. Like he's supposed to be the straight character at the beginning, and he just has really funny scenes, like when he's boxing with the kid or when he's yelling at Bernie Mac. Wait, um, he 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 and his wife kill Bernie Mac by smashing him against a car, right? Yeah, they like probably he, kill him. That's the end of the. Oh yeah, no, they. That's they, the, he doesn't they do show up because he says he killed. He yeah. kills him. Yeah, it's horrifying. He says, scene. He's like he's not going to be there anymore, and then. And then Willie is like, I didn't know he was sick. Like, kind of figuring out what happened. Yeah. 
which is honestly like a weirdly powerful scene. And he's like, I don't care about you guys killing me, but like, look at all this shit. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, this is Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to mention too that one of the scenes that makes me die of laughter is when they're walking to the mall in the morning and Willie is like drinking that flask and there's that, it's a, another good example of the music. There's like Silent Night is playing as they're walking and then he just chucks the bottle and it smashes on the car and the music just stops. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Willie. Um, I don't know. That movie is fucking hilarious. Uh, anyways, do you have an all-star team? Let's pick. Let's pick five performances from these movies together that should make this. Obviously, it's got to be Jim Carrey and Billy Bob. Yep, I think Taylor Momsen's got to go in there, and oh, I think the other okay. kid has to go in there too. So then we only got one left, and it's definitely oh, man. not Lauren Graham. Bernie, I mean Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac. So I that's the way he eats that damn orange. Orange is, is so funny. So disturbing. He's just like, dude. When he is <laughs> so on the gross, phone dude. and t- and getting a pedicure, and he's like, "No, <laughs> get in there deep." And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, he's like, "No, no, no, get in there with something shiny, dude. Get in there yeah. with something, something no, with no, some no, gloss none that, on none it. None of that shit." Yeah. He's like, "No, I want that, <laughs> dude. That one's funny." I also like, I, dude. John Ritter was really close to making it for me because. Yeah. Just, I encourage anyone to rewatch the scene where he's talking about how he caught Billy Bob Thornton in the women's big and tall, like, uh, fitting room having sex. Oh, it's so it funny. It is. It's an incredible it's so scene. so funny. Uh, Nick, do you have any recommendations for other things that people should uh, I will reiterate, do not watch the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. Don't, don't know how it has overall better reviews than this version. It makes me angry i just i don't know man I, the people are critics are weird critics just choose to like certain shit you know you know i t- i typically side with critics more than i side with audience members on rotten tomatoes because uh i'm smart and pretentious uh but i don't know they can they can be wrong about some of that i don't really have any recommendations for like christmas movies i do want to say because we're both watching it uh, people should watch the show Your Honor with on Brian Showtime. Cranston on Get Showtime. It. Get it. Dude, it's so great. That show is wild. I've also been watching the show called Industry on HBO Max, and it's pretty great. Uh, it's mm. it's wild. It's like Skins meets Succession. It's like Skins, but in an investment firm. Uh, weird. Uh, anyways. Very weird. Uh, Hey, have a, have a happy Christmas, uh, or a Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, next week, we will be doing a special episode, another bonus episode, where we talk about a TV show. We are going to be going over the second season of Mando! The Mandalorian. Uh, and compare it with the first season and kind of break it down in a fun way. If you didn't listen to our boys episode because you didn't watch that show, go watch that show and listen to that. But you will be pleased with what we got in store for you next week. Uh, you could also follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash facing off pod. 
Uh, we're also on Twitter, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. Just look up Facing Off Pod, and guess what? You're going to be so entertained by our social media presence. Uh, if you want to send us a nice holiday gram or a nice message for Christmas, we'd love to uh, hear that. We appreciate all of you guys uh, for listening to us. Send us an email at facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you don't, have a Merry Christmas. Nick, do you have a send-off? Mmm... Am I just eating because I'm bored? Good night, Santa. Good night, Mrs. Santa's sister. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.